we are all called to spread the good news of God's love for humanity. In fact, we're called directly by Jesus who told us, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. And secondly, if in Jesus we have found joy and peace and purpose and guidance and comfort and security, why wouldn't we want everybody else in the whole world to share in that? So the Gideon's ministry is simply one way of proclaiming the gospel, one way of evangelising the whole of creation. And principally, Gideons do this by placing copies of God's word, the Bible, into motels, hotels, schools, prisons, hospitals, and directly into people's hands. And as you'll see, the word of God is more than just ink on paper. If you have the first video, please. Gideons in Australia is all about sharing Jesus and growing God's kingdom. It's about the gospel, salvation and going into all of the world. Schools, universities, nursing homes, retirement villages, hospitals, hotel rooms, major cities and small country towns. I've been a member of the Gideons for around 12 years. Being Gideon helps me be more kingdom focused. It certainly helps me with my local church and empowers you to share God's word with people. Chances are, every Christian has come across a Gideon's Bible at some point, and the only Bible a non-Christian owns is from the Gideons. I was an atheist. I didn't have any time or need for God, and I just thought my life was humming along nicely. The Gideons came to school and I was hostile to the visit, but I must have been touched by what they said somewhere in my soul because I took one of their Red Testaments and I put it on my shelf, and it stayed there for six or seven years untouched. I went through this traumatic period in my life and I thought my life was ruined. And I said, God, I'm gonna believe in you and pray to you for a month and you've got a month to show me the goods. And I started to read the Gospel of Matthew and I thought they were exactly the words I needed someone to say to me, so reassuring. And I thought, is this real? Could God be real? I just instantly understood that Jesus is what everybody is searching for. The Gideons has been changing lives since 1908, sharing God's word and growing the kingdom. Christians are empowered to share the gospel and go into all of the world. In February 1995, I was traveling a lot. I traveled as, as part of my consulting work. I was staying at a hotel in Brisbane. And I remember it was a bright, sunny morning. And I walked out on the balcony. It was the eighth floor, room 814. And I came this close to taking my own life. I still remember looking down at the concrete driveway, eight floors below and thinking about taking my own life. The night before, I'd been reading the Gideon's Bible that was in my hotel room. I pray that one day in eternity, I'm gonna meet the guy who put the Bible in the top drawer of my bedside table. It's about growing your church. You can be an evangelist. We only exist because churches, pastors send out members. And in many ways, we as Gideon members, if we're out there sharing the gospel, if we're there and there's fruit for the kingdom, 
It's the fruit of that church. It's the fruit of that pastor. And we're just there to help people come to the kingdom because we want to see the church blessed. Because as we share the gospel, people come into the kingdom and they go back to the local church. It's being ready to share Jesus in relevant and meaningful ways. Over 90 million Bibles are handed out around the world every year and you can be part of this global reach. Share the gospel, grow God's kingdom and go into all of the world. So our um, Angerata camp consists of a dozen men and women and we cover an area from Chiltern down to Seymour, from Bright down to Alexandra. And we distribute Bibles, as it said in that video, into hotels and hospitals and into prison. And with the help of congregations in this area, we are able to raise funds to uh, purchase about 7,000 testaments a year that get distributed not only in Australia, but also around the world. Now, let's see what happens when these Bibles find their way into the hands of uh, people separated from God, but crying out for help. So when I was 14, I got into a cult, and within a year, I joined a gang. Within three years, I had been recruited by a Chinese mafia, but the criminal career came to an end. When I was 21, I was arrested for a large commercial supply of heroin and firearms. On my first day in prison, instead of getting a TV in a room, I just got a Bible and a cell. I picked up the pen, I drew some tank signs all over the Bible, out of hate, and I threw it to the ground. On the second day, I thought I should know the plans of the enemy. And so I started reading it. And on the third day, a voice spoke to me and said, the God that you followed, look where you are now. And I just knelt down and prayed to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you're real, Help me. God came to me and sent many people to me to speak to me and comfort me. One of those people were, was a pastor from Hillsong. There's people who were Christians who didn't know me from Bar of Soap and yet would come and visit me, and that really touched my heart. On the night before my release, I went to the library, which is in a totally different section, walked into the library, and in the library they had like you know, hundreds of Bible on a shelf. Picked that Bible up, and when I opened it, it was the same Bible I had desecrated four and a half years ago. I felt God speak very clearly, saying to me, Son, I've been with you the whole time. Even the hair on, on you was numbered by me. And, and I helped you survive it because I love you. related that story to her and that's quite encouraging because 99% of the time we never see the results of our work, our Christian lives, our love and support of other people, our handing out of testaments, our sharing of our faith. But when we do see those results, uh, it encourages us to do more. Um, 
Merv, and I'm sorry, Merv, if I get the story wrong, uh, tells a story. Um, uh, he was in a chemist up in northwestern Victoria, and the pharmacist noticed his Gideon lapel badge, and uh, she said, I've always wanted to meet a Gideon, and then burst into tears. It turns out that her son had been in prison and had found a Bible, and he was in desperate need and was saved. We have, I think it's video number two, Katrina. I've heard tonight how many times you have placed Bibles in prisons and I want to say that it does make a difference. Three and a half years ago, sorry, I was imprisoned for 13 weeks. I'd been through extreme domestic violence and had turned to drugs. I was, hosp was hospitalised many times and I was caught driving in escaping from my perpetrator and I was on drugs. I found myself in Adelaide prison for three months. The first night in prison I was bashed and had my arm broken. I then got placed in high security. It was a four by four cell consisting of a toilet and nothing else. I was all alone and I was broken. My children were with relatives and I had nothing except a Gideon's Bible. I opened up the Bible and I read Psalm 34 and it told me that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It was then that I got on my knees and I surrendered and I prayed to the Lord and I said, please help me. After that night, my life has never been the same. He showed me again and again by moving me from high security to low security then out of prison earlier than I was supposed to. I now, three and a half years later, am completely drug free and safe. I have a beautiful job in a nursing home where I get to speak with the residents at the end of their life and ask them if they know Jesus. I bring the Bible to them and I tell them what Jesus did for me. I have all my children living with me. I have a beautiful home. And next year in January, I'm going back into the women's prison with Prison Fellowship to teach the other inmates about Jesus and about his healing power. Please don't ever underestimate what you are doing. Jesus said in Mark 16, go on to all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Well, I'm here tonight to say well done and thank you all. Thank you so much for what you do, for being Jesus' hands and feet in this dark world. Thank you for your faithfulness and your effort. May God bless you all. I've heard tonight how many times you... Christians are weak-minded people who lean on God as a crutch to get through life. That was the view of my family. Obviously, not a Christian household I grew up in. So I had an interesting upbringing. Dad had some alcohol issues and left home when I was 12, so I grew up without a father through those teenage years. Really had no concept of Christ. And I wasn't a Christian. But please understand, there was only one thing on my mind at that point of no return, and that was Jesus. And I screamed out with everything that was left in me to this Jesus that I'd heard about. And as I did that, I felt myself being caught and pulled back out of that black hole. And for the first time in my life that I can recall, I prayed. I said, God, I'll do whatever you want. And the next week I was on a plane heading to Ballarat to finish some study. Sure enough, I sat next down to an elderly couple. They just happened to be Christian. Turns out they were Gideons. And he produces this little testament. 
and he showed me this and he showed me the helps of the back and God loves you, we're all sinners. And I said, yeah. And he said, Aaron, you need to make that decision. And I would have been no more surprised if Jesus himself had sat there and given me that book after what I'd been through. And I figured I'd said to God, I'll do whatever he asked. And I figured, well, here's the first instruction. So I sat down that night, my little college room in Ballarat, and I read through this and I said, God, I'm tired of running. I think I get the point. And so I signed my name in the back of this little testament and said, I've become a Christian. A lot of things have happened. Lynn's become a Christian. We've got three wonderful children. But I want to make good on that promise that I said to God, God, I'll do whatever you ask. It's not a game. It's not just some thing that, you know, we do occasionally. It's, it really means something. It matters. It's a big deal. It may not seem much, but it's a big deal. Never quit what you're doing. Keep praying, keep giving, keep doing it. Keep going. This is the greatest adventure you'll ever take part in. So put the other stuff aside and keep Christians so Travis was talking about the little testament and this is the primary tool that we as Gideons use to evangelize a copy of Psalms and the New Testament but in the back there's something very special in the back is Christian theology summed up in a few brief sentences that we can all understand. God loves you. All are sinners. God has a remedy for sin. And all may be saved now. And then there's a spot where you can sign your name. My decision to receive Christ as my saviour. And that's followed by encouragement to seek out a church to enable your further spiritual growth. Every year... The Gideons holds a fundraising event to raise money to buy Bibles for poorer countries around the world. We're quite lucky in Australia that we can afford both food and to buy our own Bibles, but in many places food is going to be a priority. So funds are raised through uh, Christians in richer countries to, uh, to get Bibles out to poor people. And the speaker at this uh, event last year was talking about a distribution that he was on in Central Africa. And a young woman showed, uh, showed the team a battered, well-used testament that had been left in the school many years before. And they offered to replace it with a brand new, shiny testament in her language. But she was reluctant, and she showed them the back page. And on the back page was not only her signature, but 26 other signatures. It is amazing how it can spiral and spread far and wide, uh, one, can, one soul saved may well lead to thousands of others. We can have number five, please. From publican to pastor. And uh, the Bible says that Jesus loved publicans and sinners. It was great to know that I was a publican and not a sinner. <coughs> I was one of those ex-footballer, uh, cricketer sort of fellows that um, retired when we get too old to play anymore, we seem to find ourselves in a pub. Things were fairly hard. Uh, my wife was working very hard, as I was. We had, it was quite a big hotel. We had motel rooms. I didn't know anything about Christianity. I'd never really met a Christian. I'd never really heard anyone talk about the things of God. I went down to the unit and there was a Bible that was open on the bed. And I read it over and over. And it got me thinking about my life and where I was at. Anyway, it was a little time later, uh, I'd go back 
to that motel room and I take that Bible out and I thought, I've got to make sense of this. Somehow, I've got to make sense of it, but I couldn't. A guy who was a school friend invited me to a, a meeting in Melbourne, a business meeting, and I went to the meeting. And on the Sunday morning, they said, uh, would you be interested in going to a fellowship meeting? This seemed to be an opportunity. And I got up out of my seat that morning. I came to Jesus. No deals, no bargains. I came to Jesus just as I was. And in him, I found a resting place because I was worn, I was tired and I was sad and I walked out of my past, out of my pain and out of my trauma and I found in him a resting place. Lucky that I now pastor a church, I've led many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we don't see what happens when a seed gets planted and we may just hear about one conversion but that one conversion can mean thousands and thousands of conversions as that seed is reproducing. And I stand here tonight and I say with all my heart, praise God for the group of men and women that place Bibles around the world in places from ships to schools to hospitals to hotel and motel rooms that they give the opportunity for people to find Christ. Thank you very much. There are lots more testimonies like that if you're interested on the Gideon's website. Um, and there's often many common themes, people at their lowest point imaginable being rescued by God's love. And another common theme, as we've seen, not only from pastor there but from Katrina early on in prison this desire to give back um, so I want to thank you uh, for the opportunity to share all this today um, and hopefully you'll leave encouraged and inspired to continue proclaiming the gospel and it doesn't have to involve complex theological debate can be as simple as handing over your testimony and letting the Holy Spirit do the rest. And remembering that one soul saved can often lead to thousands more souls saved. And thus, God's kingdom grows. So if anybody would like more information about the Gideons, there are some brochures there. There's the website, gideons.org.au. You would like to join us in the Gideon's ministry we'd love to have you but even if you don't think about the friends the relatives the strangers who don't know the Lord and who can order you something about that thank you